everybody and welcome back to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. This is episode 11 and I am your host, Daniel Del Piccolo. The Portsmouth Running Podcast, for those of you that don't know, uh, was a simple idea created to let the runners in and around the Portsmouth areas share their stories and experiences running, uh, whether it be how they first got into running, races they've done, training, and some kind of very specific topics as well. And in fact, this week's episode is very much um, based on that, where we get to hear from Craig Winter, who is one of the co-founders, co-owners of the Runner clothing brand. So, recap of the week. I hope you've all been training well as the the marathon season approaches very, very quickly. But how's about this weather? It just keeps on giving or taking, depending on which way you look at it. But yeah, we've just had endless rain, I think as has most of the country. Oh, and uh, living down on the south coast, we get a little bit of of a wind into the mix as well. So uh, it's been pretty atrocious running conditions, but hopefully uh, you've braved this and you've all got out and and done done the training sessions you need. Probably a time of year where all the waterproof jackets and tops and hats kind of come into play and obviously all the warm gloves and stuff. And a lot of my kit that comes out um, for wintertime is normally the stuff that I, I don't use for most of the year. In fact, I think I was really, really bad up until recently. Uh, using kind of proper winter gear and wa- and windproof jackets and thick gloves and stuff and uh, very recently like this this winter in fact I was talking to one of the previous guests uh, Debbie Pentland about this um, started suffering a little bit from from Raynaud's on the hands where you kind of get a definite white um, white and red line on your hands between where the the blood circulating to the fingers correctly and yeah it's pretty painful pretty pretty strange to start getting so late into the into the running but yeah clearly I'm not warming my core up and stuff had some advice um, offered some friends and, and previous guests as well. Debbie offered some, some fantastic advice with um, particular gloves and, and dietary choices that may uh, help towards it. And actually, I've, um, I've come on a wrong way in the last few weeks and don't seem to be suffering from it that bad. But saying that, it's not been that cold. So, um, yeah, just trying to trying to keep my body generally a lot warmer during the runs and a bit more comfortable in running. And, and especially after a run as well, keeping the, keeping the core warm is really, really important because I tended to get the numb fingers... Um, after a run, after stopping, where I guess the blood was like trying to trying to go go and warm my core a lot more, and obviously it was I was losing sensation in the fingers quite a bit. But yeah, a lot a lot better, and let's just hope for some warmer weather very soon. So as for my own training, it's been a very busy week. Last week Sunday, uh, a few friends and I went up to Queen Elizabeth Country Park, and we saw in fact we saw a big crowd of the Portsmouth Athletics group. Um, I think a lot of the runners were, were juniors. We saw them up there, um, but we did bump into um, a friend, Adam, uh, who was planning on going out and doing a, a 10K anyway. So he kind of tagged onto our long run. And we were, we were planning to go out and do about 50K from Queen Elizabeth Country Park out to uh, probably about a couple of miles past Cocking uh, and back again. And yeah, managed to get through that run pretty well. Obviously, the, the South Downs Wave 50, which I'm training for at the moment, is coming up uh, pretty soon. I think, I think we've got about three weeks left to go. So one more long run to go uh, in preparation for that. But yeah, that, that run was actually good because it was a bit of a sunnier day. There was still quite a wind out. so And the wind was on our backs uh, going uh, east. So um, the first half of it was certainly very, very good, turning it back into the wind and coming back down the hill to Cocking and obviously back up the other side, uh, heading west from Cocking uh, was pretty windy and exposed, especially at the top. But Jason and I, who did the full 30 miles, um, actually ran all the hills, which was good. I was quite surprised. I was expecting to hike 
um, kind of maybe the second half of the of the the hills in the second half of the run, but no, it didn't happen. We uh, managed to keep a, a pace going. It was slow, um, but yeah, it was a pretty good, strong run and feeling a lot more confident for the South Downs Way 50. And it was good to catch up with my friend Adam. I haven't seen him for a little while. He's running very, very well. And yeah, he, as I say, he joined us for the first 10K and then turned back and, and think had a speedier run home. So all good, a good social run. And we've got to try out the new cafe in Queen Elizabeth Country Park, which was good because I haven't uh, had a coffee there or anything yet. And I tell you what, that latte at the end of the run tasted so good. I tell you what, there's just sometimes after a run when you're when you're a bit tired and stuff and you, you get to treat yourself to something, it's just about a hundred times more enjoyable. And obviously, lastly, before we go into the interview in other news is, or oh, I was going to say in other news, in all news at the moment, is the, the COVID-19. Yeah, it seems that there are races now being cancelled, um, probably rightly so to stop people kind of gathering in large crowds and stuff. But I really hope that the races that everyone's training for do go ahead as planned. Otherwise, there's going to be some uh, some shifting of dates, probably out to the second half of the year. Obviously, training for a marathon, you kind of peak at some point and you don't want to kind of keep that training up. But yeah, either way, the, it doesn't really matter, does it? Apart from the race, it's just a race. Uh, the training that you do always goes into the legs and keeps you fit and healthy. And the whole uh, experience and the whole ride through the training is, is kind of enjoyable as a whole rather than just aiming for the race. But yeah, obviously, I feel for everyone who's um, kind of aiming for times and stuff and Fingers crossed uh, London doesn't get cancelled because there's there's obviously that and there's Brighton, Southampton. There's quite a few sp- kind of spring to summer marathons coming up. So fingers crossed everything goes ahead as planned and there are no more events that are cancelled. So uh, enough of a recap from me, enough waffling and straight on to the bit that everyone's been waiting for, which is our interview with local based runner Craig Winter. Now, for those of you that, that know Craig will know that he's been running in and around um, the Portsmouth area for for a number of years but his running story starts as a junior spending a lot of time um, at races and uh, club nights with his folks who used to run and were members of Stubbington Green Running Club. Uh, Craig started off his running kind of uh, there as a junior runner I think at the time Stubbington used to have a junior run club um, which is kind of what we uh, spoke a little bit about in the interview yeah, and we just moved on quickly into how Craig wanted to kind of keep the fitness up and kept running alongside playing football, which is one of his main passions, and eventually kind of got to do the marathons and stuff. And one of the interesting things uh, in the interview was speaking about uh, some marathons that I'd never heard of before, like the Riviera Marathon, which I, I had to Google. Um, it looks absolutely stunning and beautiful, and Craig goes into a lot of detail about his race day there. And also we spoke a little bit about the Athen Marathons as well, which is something that Craig and uh, one of his business partners went over to do uh, a couple of years ago. So yeah, lots of good stuff. Um, and at the end of the interview, we tend to focus a little bit more about the, the the runner clothing brand, lifestyle brand, and how that all kind of came to be um, and where the business, um, how, it's, how the business has grown over the years and where they kind of um, see it going. So all around a fascinating interview, especially to speak to somebody who's in, I guess, now in the, in the clothing business and interesting to hear kind of how it ties in with the running and uh, yeah a lot of the ideas behind why and how this this came about so enjoy the interview everybody and i'll speak to you uh next time on next show good luck with the running keep well keep safe stay away from the viruses hopefully the wind's gone rain's gone and all the best with the training happy miles everybody take care great welcome 
to my house. Welcome to the Portsmouth Running Podcast. Thank you, Dan. Uh, I really appreciate your time. I know you're a very busy man at the moment. <laughs> Just a bit. <laughs> yeah, with all the work and all the running and training and everything, um, and obviously being a dad and, and a husband. But yeah, really appreciate the time. Thanks for coming, and uh, really looking forward to this chat. Yep. Can't wait. So, um, have you been out today? No. And as we look out the window, it's nice and sunny. I wish I'd have waited for today. No, I went out yesterday, which was a windy and wet 50-minute run along the south coast. Yesterday was bad. Yeah, it bad. wasn't It wasn't great, but um, I wanted to talk, sort of take it out of my lunch break um, for, for the working day. Um, yeah, I don't try not to let my running cut into family time too much. Yeah. Um, and then I went out, and then typically 50 minutes into the run, I got a phone call from the nursery saying one of the boys had a bit of a temperature. So okay. I sort of legged it home, got showered and changed, and went and collected them. Were you so far enough away from home to uh, I was about, close enough? About, yeah, about a 15 minute run. Um, and then I sort of started running quickly, thinking I'd get home as quickly as I could. And I realized I'd already been out for like half hour. So I, was, I just had to pace myself to get home and uh, okay. go and get them. But no, it's, um, yeah, the weather's been pretty, pretty miserable recently. So looking forward to the mm. improvements and you work from home obviously so you I guess if you do go out for a run with the boys being a nursery you've got to have your phone on you all the time just in case so that was quite lucky you had it yeah totally I mean for randomly I had about four missed calls and I could hear my phone ringing and um, the first couple I just ignored it and I thought on the third one I was like someone's trying to get hold of me Ooh, okay um, but yeah so th- that was that was uh, yeah a one-off hopefully <laughs> good <laughs> yeah I'll, I'll hopefully get out today in the sunshine because it's a uh, yeah I miss it so yes. badly it's been um, such a long time since we've seen the sun exactly um, I'm glad we're getting this interview done now obviously with everything uh, COVID-19 mm. on high alert and stuff and obviously upcoming races that you might have and I might have and obviously everyone's kind of uncertain about what's going to be happening so yeah um, yeah we could have been quarantined rather than sat here together <laughs> so this is really, rather good um, what are you training for at the moment, Craig? Have you got anything uh, anything coming up? The big one for me is London. Yep. And, and as we speak, it's still on. Uh, Rome and Paris have just been pulled because of coronavirus. Mm. So it wouldn't surprise me if London doesn't make it. It's uh, obviously, I think everyone's aware of like what's going on with it, with, yeah. with, with COVID-19. But um, having that many people descending on the capital for an event, both, what, 40,000 running it, plus tens of thousands of spectators... Um, what is it towards the end of April so yeah, yeah. It, I'd be amazed if it's on so I've, I've still got my training plan which I'm sticking to I'll still carry on if it is pulled I'll probably still try and run a marathon on the day um, because I've been training since Christmas New Year period so I'm not just going to sort of hang up my boots for, for a little while um, but it's all that training isn't it it's like you can't it's, it's almost it's wasted as well not only the day or the, yeah. and the entry fee it's all it's all the months of work so would you do just one on your own or would you go and do another race um i think it'd be really cool to reach out to anyone locally that's signed up for london to understand what they're going to do um Good i idea. think if there's local events on the same day it'd be interesting to see what happens because if if the advice for for events whether it's football rugby running is that anything that's got over 5,000 people attending is going to get pulled. It could affect local races. I think Southampton's around about the same time. Yeah, it is, yeah. I think it's the same weekend. I think possibly. it might be, yeah. Um, but obviously that's a big event, so that may well get affected as well. But what would be really cool is to find individuals that are taking part that are in Portsmouth, surrounding area, and maybe just see if everyone wants to do a big group marathon that's run on idea. the day. Um, because it, I want to keep my training going. Like As I say, the weather's been pretty miserable the last few mm. well, weeks and months, really. And all the, those runs you go out, like yesterday's run, it wasn't that enjoyable. It was no. windy, it was raining. It wasn't as bad as it has been, but 
it's those runs that make doing the event and completing it worthwhile so yeah i'd definitely like to do something come the end of april whether it's if it's not london which i hope it is uh, some form of 26.2 mm. would be good my, my mind's just flickering now with all these great ideas I think that's a fantastic <laughs> idea if you, got, if you like, got in touch with everyone or, or somehow through Facebook or Strava or Water Runner or something just say anybody in Portsmouth doing London let's do this particular route and maybe draw, draw something up yeah we, we've idea. got London Road in Portsmouth so you can start and finish on London yeah. Road as a bit of a link yeah. Uh, some, quite a few of the Baffins guys I think are doing London so mm-hmm. I might touch base with those guys because we, we work quite closely with them um, but yeah, it would it would be great to do something. Mm. So we'll we'll see what happens. Runners of Portsmouth, keep keep an eye out on uh, on all the social media channels and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you you um you always manage to keep like such a such a good kind of speedy level of fitness and stuff. Because obviously I see you at park run quite a bit, and, and I've seen you with buggies before yeah. and things. And you're always kind of darting off. How do you how do you manage to keep like with everything going on, family life, work and stuff? How do you manage to keep your fitness up? Do you do you train particularly rigidly through the year and? No, I'm. I don't do that many events throughout the year. Uh, living in the south on the south coast, I normally sign up for Great South Run in October, which is obviously here in Portsmouth. Stubbington 10K is a great uh, run. I grew up in Stubbington, so okay. from when I was a kid doing the the fun runs and my parents doing the, the 10K, that's always been one on the, in the diary. Having a young family makes it difficult, not difficult, but I don't want to spend too many weekends doing run, uh, signing up to events and stuff. So. For me, it's normally a case of having maybe three or four events planned in a diary throughout the year, and then I'm very competitive in my nature. So I often like to I look at my PBs, and I often say, right, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna try and break my PB. I'm gonna go out and run this one and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of weeks of like training, I'm like, yeah, I could probably maybe squeeze in a PB somewhere. <laughs> and I just can't. I just have this competitive nature. So. Um, yeah, stub 10k earlier this year. Um, I just sort of set myself a rough sort of six to eight week plan. There's, I'm not, I'm not too, um, I don't stick to it too rigidly, but it's mm. a case of just making sure I go out two or three times a week. Yeah, park runs brilliant here in Southsea because it's, well, it's only a five minute walk to the start for me. Um, mm. Two young boys. I've now got a double running buggy, oh. so yeah <laughs> it's great to take the boys on a Saturday morning some other half can have a bit of a, a bit of a line and, and a break from them um, and it's great fun because that anyone that's run with a buggy knows how it's a it's a step up from just running you've got the the weight of pushing the buggy you've got the when it's windy it's like push it's like pushing a fridge basically um, but then what you find is you build up the resistance by using by running with the buggy and then when you run on your own you find you've got this kind of new lease of life when it comes to running like so, running with a weight and then kind of like it releasing it and then just going Whoa, hey. yeah <laughs> definitely it feels like someone's uh, released a handbrake kind of thing so yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's a great part of, of helping me just get out and run and working for myself I work at home I can just keep an eye out the window and if it's a nice day I can just chuck my running gear on and go for a quick half hour so nice, nice yeah. yeah so that's easy to, easy, a bit easier to fit in around the family life and stuff doing that yeah, yeah. How, how do you how does it, has the sleep deprivation at all being a, being a father interfered with the running at all it probably did at the start um, what my oldest Archie is three at the moment so yeah when he first came along that was the hardest first time round when you have a, a child mm. is, is hard because Yep. it's a shock to the system you're, you're used to your lazy mornings in bed and you're you're doing everything at your pace and then this little person comes along and suddenly they dictate what you do and when you do it so um yeah my running probably sort of slowed right down when he first came along but having said that running is a great way to get out if you've having a if it's been a tough day at home it's a great way just to go out and kind of um get the endorphins flowing try and 
gets your mindset slightly differently about what's going on and puts your thoughts in in, in, a, in a better order so um, that definitely helped me running when, when he first came mm. along and and now I've got two yeah trying to trying to squeeze them in whenever I can so it's always the fascinating thing about running that fascinates me is it it's the one it's the one thing when you're tired and you're sleep deprived and stuff like that you think that you'd actually want to go out and do but, but like you say you go out there completely clears your mind mm. there's something about that physical activity when you probably least want to do it that yeah. actually just makes you feel better yeah. it's really really good I think sometimes you can plan a run and you go out and if it's not as good or you don't feel as good afterwards you kind of almost see it as a you've not achieved what you wanted to it's the runs where it's windy and it's raining and you don't really want to go out and my, my run yesterday was a prime example where I didn't really want to go out but when I did I felt brilliant during the run obviously it got interrupted sort of towards the end but it's those runs where you actually it gives me energy yeah. So you get home and you might have been out for half hour or an hour and the weather's pretty miserable, but it gives me energy. Mm. And I find that I can then say, like, it feels like you get home, you, then you can roll your sleeves up and write, come on, let's go and get the kids from nursery. Let's, let's, uh, let's take on what they're going to throw at me yeah. for the next couple of hours. Um, and yeah, I, I love it for that reason as well. It can mm. energize you more than um, tire you out. Absolutely. It's like the, as, much of a, as much as the challenges are going to be in the run, it pays back dividends mm. after the run. So yeah, definitely. E equally, which is good. The, the, that buggy running, uh, running, the buggy running you mentioned earlier, um, you've got a double buggy now. It must be like an upper body kind of like workout at the same time. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, so I went from, a, had a single, um, the bugaboo runner, so that was with a single one, and then I've now got a full glide. And it's like, it feels like pushing a chariot, so I'm really aware at Parkrun, anyone that's done the Southie, it's on the promenade, so it's mm. not hugely wide. Um, so I'm very aware that I try and start nearer the front so I can just almost get ahead of the crowd yeah. I've started at the back and what makes it really difficult sometimes is if I want to you can't nip through the crowd with a double no, buggy wait. because no, it's hard enough when you're on your own so yeah and it's not it's not overly agile um, South Sea Park Run's brilliant because it is kind of 2.5k in one direction around the cone and 2.5 back mm. so there's not a huge amount of steering which is quite handy um, but yeah it's, it is it's really good I mean it's, it's actually quite light to push in the sense of the the way the wheels operate and stuff like that but it's yeah, um, yeah you, you have to be aware of other people around you obviously good well, I think it's amazing like, some of the some of the speeds I see you at and I see you right I see you going past before the turnaround point with the buggy I'm like it's Craig what the hell are you doing he's got a double buggy <laughs> absolutely amazing mate um, so Craig obviously I haven't discussed it too much at the moment and I know we're going to go into it in a lot of detail later but you're you're one of the three co-owners co-founders of uh, runner clothing yep um, it's doing really well. I see. I see it around so many, so many places now, and it seems that runners kind of really like the brand, and yeah. I see the hoodies around a lot, and the caps, and the, the beanies, and stuff. I mean, it must be nice to kind of go out to, to park runs and be around town and stuff like that, and actually see people wearing the brand. Yeah. Do you do you ever approach people and and, and introduce yourself <laughs> or anything? <laughs> it's it's still so runner in April. It'll be our fourth birthday. So four years of of pretty much living and breathing runner it still feels it's still a weird sensation when you see someone you don't know wearing runner because part of me I, I, you might catch someone that's got the, the hoodie on with the runner logo across the front and you spot it and you go you know, someone's wearing runner like who is that and you look at them and you go I don't know that person and I feel like I should because it, it feels like we are a, a small business but it kind of feels like we should know every customer that buys our stuff mm -hmm. but we've had a the last couple of years a bit of the business has, has gone from strength to strength and it's completely understandable that we don't know everybody that buys our stuff yeah. um, but it's a great sensation like we, we we never get 
whether it's a local park run or sometimes we see we often see a lot of pictures online from social media of, of people taking pictures whether it's a park run or the, the events that they're taking part in and it um it fills us with a lot of sense of pride that people are wearing a product that we've designed and brought to market and they've they've paid with their hard-earned cash for something that we an idea that we've come up with mm. and i know on your website you speak a lot about um in your in your the story of running which we'll discuss later but um the fact that you wanted to create something that enables runners to identify themselves as a runner and i think that's great as well because even if you don't know that person you see them in your gear you already have that bond because you mm. you're a runner you yeah. know you, you know you've been in races you've run you've run events and stuff like that together so you kind of almost have that invisible bond already so it's quite it must be nice to see yeah know, you raise that flag <laughs> yeah totally i mean the, the whole idea was how to identify fellow runners so when you see someone with a runner hoodie on or a runner hat or a t-shirt you totally understand that running is their passion hmm. runners love to talk about what they're up to um what events they're up to Don't we just <laughs> And it's a great way for, to, for people to be able to strike up a conversation. Um, and, and that's why we set out with the idea with Runner. And it's amazing to see so many people buying into the, the, the identity that we've created. Brilliant. Fantastic. Did you get to meet a lot of your customers that you hadn't met before at the National Running Show a few weeks back? Yeah, the National Running Show is brilliant. Um, up at the NEC in Birmingham. It's the second year that we've retailed there. But you just... Social media is an interesting place for people to, to chat and interact with each other and you often feel like you kind of when you meet someone for the first time in person you kind of feel like you know them because you've been interacting with them for so long mm -hmm. on social so um yeah the, the running show is brilliant because we got to meet a lot of people we already know people from portsmouth but people from all around the country but then we we met people that knew of us but we'd never seen or interacted with which was brilliant Great. um and yeah and again people the, the feedback was really positive on us and what we're trying to do with runner um, so it gives us the sort of a lot of motivation that was back in January so it gives us a lot of motivation for the rest of the year to, to carry on doing what we're doing and try and, and do more than we're, we're doing at the moment Did you get a, lot, uh, a bit of time to kind of walk around and listen to any of the talks and stuff at the show as well or were you pretty much flat out? I think I managed to sneak away a couple of times when the other guys weren't looking um, <laughs> <laughs> Where's Craig? <laughs> yeah, um, no it was I mean the, the running show it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awkward one because we want to go there and, and and showcase runner and have a stand there. There were seven of us that went up there to, to work for the weekend. But at the same time, you're looking at the speaker lineup thinking, I could just sit on the mm. stage or sit looking at the stage, listening to all these guys. I mean, there was the, the main stage, there was the ultra stage where That's there was yeah. loads of people that were talking. You just, you can kind of, you can hear snippets of them talking throughout the, the, the weekend. I got away and um, listened to a, a couple of people, but it's like a five minute snippet. And then you get a message on your phone saying, quick, come back to the store, it's really busy. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's, um, it's, a, it's a really good event. If anyone's not been up to the run show, um, they've got one in London this year and then back up to Birmingham for January, 2021. Yeah. So if anyone's not been, grab yourself a ticket. It's free to go along. Yeah. Um, it's a really worthwhile weekend. I, I say the same. It was absolutely brilliant. First time, first time I visited. I've always meant to go up. In fact, the last couple of years I've had it booked in the diary, but just never made it. Mm. Um, so I got a couple of tickets for this year and went up, and it was yeah, it was amazing. I mean, yeah. the fact that they had the ultra zone there as well, which was good. Um, I, I believe that was new for this year. Yeah. Um, and I also like that they announce a lot of their speakers like really, really early on, mm. so you can kind of plan it in, in the long run. You, if there's something you want to see, I, don't know, I think they've started announcing. 
uh, guests already for next year, I think. I think they've started putting few. some out. I think they're keeping the headliners back. Yeah. Um, but for the London run show, which is in June, they've announced the full lineup for that already. So again, there's some Roger Black's there, Susie Chan's there, Neil McAndrews there. There's people from all different walks of life, which mm. is great that they sort of cater for runners of all abilities and backgrounds absolutely that there's yeah. people that match those um the types of thing that people want to listen to brilliant did you by any chance get to meet laz <laughs> yes yes indeed we were legend. We, i think it was saturday morning we we were setting up and we spotted him and anyone that knows laz knows what he looks like his lumberjack shirt his big white beard and his is i think you know willie hat on that day so we just we just ran across we ran like two blocks away from where we were in, in the NEC and um, just grabbed him for a selfie um, myself and Matt he didn't have a clue who we were which we is fine um, <laughs> he, he looks he looks a bit dazed a lot of the time he, the whole weekend I mean at one point we I wanted to go and give him a couple of bits as just a bit of a uh, hmm. some freebies to just sort of say we're massive fans of you um, and I spoke to someone who was part of the organising team and they were like yeah he's just having a bit of a sleep out the back because he'd only flown in from, it's the first time he'd ah, ever left right. the States the first time outside of the US and he, he'd only flown in the day before so the jet lag and everything that was going on was probably absolutely wow. tiring for him so, I didn't um, realise that that's probably why he looked so dazed yeah. and amused at everything he was, just, he was just having a great time yeah and then <laughs> I think the, the, the Monday after the run show the team took him for a sightseeing tour of London uh, in the rain so you got a pretty good uh, understanding of what London's I think, like I think he's used to that from what I've seen at Barclays so. <laughs> yeah. So, when, yeah so when you gave well when you wanted to give him some stuff uh, were you looking for entry into the Barclay Marathon or something well you know we've put ourselves on the list no chance <laughs> <laughs> that's a brutal race that's a brutal race so um, Craig just to draw um, draw some kind of timeline uh, where did you where did you grow up and, and what school did you go to so um, I grew up in Stubbington, which is about half hour from Portsmouth. So I was born in Portsmouth, but then family lived over in Stubbington. So yeah, grew up, I was born in 81. So in the 80s, grew up in Stubbington, went to school there. Then through college was in Gosport, which is just the other side of Portsmouth Harbour from where we are. And then, yeah, fast forward to, I've been in Southie now for probably the last, or in Portsmouth for the last 10 years or so. Okay. Um, but yeah, Stubbington's really nice, like good schools, obviously got loads of friends from back there. Um, it's great if, if um, you can always head back there and know that there's people still around from when I grew up. So there's always plenty yeah. of people to, to keep in contact with. But um, yeah, been in Portsmouth now for the 10 years and like love, love South Sea, love the surrounding areas. Great place for, for families, for mm. um, people that have both at Portsmouth University and professionals and stuff. So it's got a really good vibe to the, the place. And obviously the great running community as well. And <laughs> the running community, yeah. It's, I mean, it's a fascinating place to be able to run because it's, I'll say you've got the four miles of promenade here in South Sea. It's a lovely, yeah. Um, the island of Port Sea is like a good 40 mile loop, which is a great run if anyone's done that. And then you've got the South Downs, which is only like a sort of yeah. not, not far to, to drive to. Plenty of places to uh, to choose from, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, did you run in school at all? Did you do? Were you quite sporty? Yeah, I mean, for me, football is probably my number one passion. Um, <coughs> and still, then, still. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. I think running from the work side of things with running, you, you just live and breathe running all the time. But it's still, still go along and watch Portsmouth um, every week when they're at home. Ah, okay. um, and when I was a kid, yeah, playing football, uh, went and started watching Portsmouth from a young age. Um, did a little bit of running. I was my mum and dad were members at Stubbington Green Runners. So when I was a kid, I used to get dragged along and watching my dad and my mum to a certain extent taking part in races. Ah. And then I joined Stubbington Green Juniors probably from, I'd say, the age of sort of 10 or 12. Oh, so they do actually have a junior 
club or side of a club? They did at the time. Um, I don't know if they still do now. This was obviously back in sort of probably early nineties by this point. So, um, but yeah, it was great. We used to have training runs. Uh, a couple of used to do go to take part in fun runs when certain events had fun runs on. Um, yeah, and it was really good. But I think as kind of growing into my teens and early twenties, it was playing football was what I used to do. I think. Um, which probably fits the demographic of what we see from runners taking part in parkrun, for example, is the demographic is you don't necessarily see much of the sort of mid-teen to 20-year-olds. Mm. Um, it's more the probably the sort of 25 and overs from, from what I've seen. So, But yeah, um, I probably then got into running more towards sort of late 20s, early 30s, and that's when it sort of become more of a focus for me, really. Okay, so have you got like, good memories of being at races and events with your, with your mum and dad? Um, yeah, a few. I mean, I know... Happy like, memories. <laughs> yeah, my, my dad, he did four London marathons. He did Great South numerous times. He was part of the committee at Stubbington Greens. We used to help with the organising of the local 10K. Um, my mum did a bit of running um, in when I was when I was young. But yeah, we always used to go along and watch him. So there's memories of taking part in the old fun run, but then memories of hanging around at the finish line. Like I do it to my kids now. Like, <laughs> I'm turning into the, the dad that drags his family along to a run at weekends and stuff. But uh, <laughs> yeah. no, it's, it's, it's great. It's, um, yeah, there's memories of when you're, when you're a kid and it's, uh, it's all good fun. Are they still, your parents still members of Stubbington Green? No, well, my dad passed away last September. So oh, right. yeah, okay. so he, he was probably a member up until early 2000s. Um, my mum, she probably stopped running back in the 90s, but um, he would always go out and often would, would do runs um, and still knew a lot of the guys that were sort of on the committee back in the day kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, for, for me, it's all, sort of, I'm not part, part, not affiliated to a club now, but obviously know quite a lot of runners from local clubs through the, the work that we do and the running that we do as well. So, mm, okay. yeah. Brilliant. So obviously back then there was no, back in the 90s, there was no park run no junior park run or anything like that. Yeah. It's interesting to hear that the, the club had a junior section of it. I think I went onto the website and I don't think it exists anymore because I didn't okay. see anything related to it, but that's quite interesting. Were there quite a lot of other juniors running at the, at, uh, at the time as well? Yeah, I think so. I, I remember doing through school and PE, we had a, a Crofton school where I, I went to school. They had a, um, <laughs> sounds mildly unattractive, they had a sewage farm out the back, but it had a really good trail run around it, which was probably a couple of K up on a raised bank in the trees. And I always okay. remember part of what I did with PE at school, I took to Stubbington Juniors. So they ended up on training runs having the juniors run around the sewage works. Okay. Um, which, it, again, it doesn't sound very appealing, but it was quite a scenic setting at the time. So um, It reminds me of the top of, um, you know, on the, the, the Portsmouth Marathon route. Yes. It reminds me of the area just just near, um, before you go to Hayding Island. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that, that yeah. kind of like yeah, in the yeah. trees, a few pipes <laughs> spewing out water in places. Yeah. Similar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, um, so you played football in school? Yeah, yep. all, yeah, football, a um, little bit of basketball, being six foot three, that helped because I think it was pretty much the six tallest guys in the school would play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Um, dabbled in a few other sports, but yeah, mainly football. We all watched football on TV and watched football Saturday afternoons and then played sort of Saturday mornings, Sunday mornings. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my real passion growing up. Um, okay, brilliant. And uh, move, uh, shifting on, so obviously that gives, a, gives me a rough idea, you know, you're obviously playing football and socially and stuff like that as well kind of like through the 90s and stuff and then um, moving into like the 2000s and shifting on a bit you're obviously just still running on and off playing football more more so than not um, but at some point in I think you said 2010 you decided that you were going to run the London Marathon mm -hmm. so how, how did that come about from 
yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a big jump, isn't it? Like just running casually and then kind of going into the marathon. Yeah, I think it was I, through sort of mid 2000s, playing football, a great way to keep fit is through running. Um, for me, I'm, I'm sort of naturally built to run. So, and as I'll say, all you need is a pair of trainers, shorts and t-shirt, and you can just go out anytime, run wherever you want to, wherever you are, whatever time of day. So it was always a great way of just keeping fit um, for, for playing football. And then, yeah, 2010, I just, I felt London Marathon is probably one of, if not the biggest run in the UK. It's quite a, an iconic run. As I say, my dad had done it, I think three or four times up until that point. So being the competitive side of me comes out and thinks, right, I could, could, have, could have beat my dad's best time. So was he, was he egging you on as well? Like, <coughs> go on, yeah, go on, Craig. Yeah, 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 he was, he having done it a few times and we've been up there and watched it quite a few times as well. So we, we knew what a, a kind of a great occasion it was. So did you have any friends that were, that were going to do it with you or anything? Did you decide as a group or? No, so it was that year, there was one friend that was doing it. So we actually met up there um, on the day, but no, it was just myself. So it was a case of training, kind of um, putting a training plan together on my own, get Christmas and New Year out of the way and then have a good sort of four months of, of building the mileage up, building the, the time on your feet up. Um, Again, when the London Marathon is always in April, so starting training in January is never, yeah. never the most fun because of the weather. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and, and yeah, ended up my t- my aim was to go between four and four and a half, and I came in at four fifteen. So perfect then, straight in the middle. Yeah, if I think if you look at my splits, they were all over the place because <laughs> <laughs> anyone that's done London, the first kind of ten k is just busy. There's just yeah. so many people that when you're trying to stick to an eight and a half minute mile or a nine minute mile. You, you're sort of looking at your watch thinking oh I need to speed up a little bit but then you look at the people in front of you and you end up zigzagging and cutting mm. through and bef- you probably added on a good like half mile by the time you hit a 10k putt point absolutely um, did you enjoy the experience though was it was it good yes looking back now yes um, at the time when I finished in 4.15 I was absolutely wrecked at the end of it um, the last mile and a half I just felt like I was dragging my feet my training I probably went into it a bit um, slightly underprepared I think I was probably feeling a bit too confident that I can oh, 26.2 you know mm. you do your 18 20 mile runs in training and think oh it's only another six miles but anyone that's done long runs knows those six miles are the hardest mm. and feel like you've been running for 100 miles let alone 20 I've been, I've been talking to some some people about this specific topic this week actually about hitting the wall and stuff and on another podcast called the let's get running podcast they interviewed uh, a runner who i think at the end of last year his name was uh, was it tommy hughes i think it was he was 59 years old and he broke the 59 year old world record at 229 i think it was Jeez. and they were asking him that specific question what do you do to train for um to stop hitting the wall the last 10k wall and kind of have the endurance left in your legs at the end and I think his thing was that he runs two 26 mile runs before the race. Okay. I don't know yeah. how far out, but uh, yeah, probably up to maybe three, three or four weeks before the race, he does his last one, okay. but he makes sure that he does the distance yeah. a little bit slower than he would at the race pace. But it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? Like, I, th- I wonder if everyone hits the wall. Cause I think you hear it common, it's yeah. quite commonplace, isn't it really? For me, that, that first marathon, so that was the very first marathon I ever did. 19 miles coming out of Canary Wharf was where I had to stop and stretch. So my, as I say, my, my training in the build-up, I probably hit about 22 miles, maybe 24 miles in my training. Okay. And then I tapered. And I don't taper particularly well because my body needs to keep 
um, keep up the miles, keep up the distance, keep up the pace. So by having two or three weeks of taking your foot off the gas and maybe getting some 10 milers or some half marathons in, completely agree with that is that I almost want to keep doing your 22s and your 24s and that's yeah. what I've planned for this year is to keep my body in that you're going to be running 26 so don't lose the mileage from your legs and that yeah. it doesn't work for everybody but it certainly is something that I'm going to try and do this time um, mm. as I say 90 miles coming out of Canary Wharf you're spurred on through Canary Wharf for a good couple of miles where there's so many people and then I remember there was a, a bit coming over a bridge out of Canary Wharf there was no spectators there and I thought, no one's looking, I can stop and stretch. <laughs> it's just like, no one's going to, I'm going to stop and stretch on a fence where there's like 300 people staring at you. Um, but yeah, it was it's very much a case of, there, there's definitely a wall, but it's varying distances for different people depending yeah. on how the, how the training's gone and, and how the race has gone. I think we had a, I think I had a very similar time to you in my first marathon, which was just run as part of a Strava challenge a few years ago. And okay. then, yeah, I remember the same thing, just that last 10K was an absolute physical wall. Yeah. Just like, nothing prepared me for it. Unbelievable. So, so obviously, like um, with runner, you were interested in other runners and stuff like that. Do you do you talk much during like during long runs? Do you ever like chat to other runners and stuff, or are you pretty much heads down focused? Yeah, I mean, for in events or training, just just both? just well, generally, I guess. Yeah, I mean, especially during races. Like, I, I find I always try and talk to other runners during, mm. especially long runs, like long, longer ultras and marathons and stuff. Like, in fact, I even do it in the Great South Run. You don't get too many replies in the Great South. So. <laughs> I just love, I just love chatting to, to other people and just finding out why they're there, what they what they're running for and stuff. But do you do, you do the same? I have done occasionally. I, I, with me, I'm normally focusing, trying to focus too much on my pace, and it, because I say I refer back to my competitive nature of making sure I'm hitting the mile. Um, at certain times mm. um, but yeah it's great sometimes it is nice when other people start talking to you because I'm not I'm probably not one for going out and just starting to talk to, okay. to strangers so but when people start talking to me I'll happily engage in conversation with them and I know we've done a couple of other runs recently where people just do get chatting to you and it's a really good way of taking your mind off of what you're doing of is, hitting yeah. times of hitting certain points throughout the race um, yeah. So yeah, it's a good way to take your mind off of the the statistical side of what you're doing, kind of thing. I know, I know for myself for the longer runs, it's definitely, you know, because in some of the longer ultras, you can just end up chatting to somebody for an hour or two, mm. and it really does. The time just flies. It just makes it so much better. <laughs> um, since your first marathon, you've obviously done quite a few more, um, which I'd love to chat chat a little bit more more about in a sec. But um, like, what would you what would you say of some of the lessons that you've learned from that first one to now, like being a being a more mature runner? things like the training plan is really important it's you, you can't underestimate how tough a marathon is um, I think also setting out your diet and your fuel on the race day so it's <laughs> I did it on the first of the first two marathons I did London in 2010 and then 2015 again you end up taking on you eating things that people are offering you in the street which sounds <laughs> odd but people have got buckets of jelly babies that i remember the first year i did it i had jelly babies i had yorkie bar i had a banana oh my goodness um, and i did run with a bum bag and i i um took jaffa cakes with me because okay. I, I found that as a good way i, I kind of trained with it on my longer runs and i found that a good thing but you you're just craving you get calories and you just want to eat and drink stuff so when people are dangling a big chunky chocolate bar in front of you <laughs> um, <have> yeah <laughs> and then you just and i look back and think like you don't train on those 18 20 22 mile runs by eating jelly babies or yorkies <laughs> or bananas and stuff it's like stick to what you're used to so i've tried to do that where you look at you can often look at the the race route beforehand and understand where the fueling points are yeah. and what they've got on those stations so try and incorporate that into your training um 
I like to be at races early. I hate being rushed. Just yeah, in I'm life in general, it's like I like driving my other half mad because she's probably a bit more like, oh, don't worry, they've got plenty of time. And I'm like, no, no, come on, let's, I'm let's the get same as you. I'm the same with airports, going to airports as well. Got to yeah. be there like hours before. Yeah. But it's, it's really nice. I love the buzz of getting to the race early because you see people turning up and I've got quite a, a calm demeanour to my personality. And it's... I quite like getting to the race village nice and early just so you're, you're not panicking. Make sure your kit's laid out or set out mm. at least the day before, if not a couple of days before, just to make sure you've got your your race magnets, your shoes, your kit, any accessories you're going to take with you. Make sure your, your watch is charged, your phone's charged, you've got your all the little bits you need on race day. Just, yeah. just have it laid out. There's nothing worse than tearing around the house as you're just about to leave thinking, oh my goodness, I can't find this or that. <laughs> it's... It doesn't do your your um, blood pressure any good. That's a, that's a really good point, that actually, because it's amazing how long some things can take. And and I noticed just back then you said a lot of people said race pins, but you said race magnets because you guys make some really nice race magnets. <laughs> yeah, it's, I didn't want to say safety pins. No, yeah, race magnets was um, it's a little product we brought out a runner. Uh, probably about three years ago now and instead of your safety pins which can be a bit fidgety and i always used to lose mine we 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 sort of stumbled across or happened to come across um, an opportunity to bring out these race magnets so instead of a safety pin in each corner of your race number you have a magnet yep. one goes on the front one goes on the back and it sticks your number to your shirt doesn't leave a hole in your top it's a brilliant little piece of kit and aside from runner i love using it because they're easy to attach they're yeah. a great piece of kit um I've got lots of photos of my boys, which are now all stuck to the fridge with runner race <laughs> magnets. So I've probably got about four or five sets because I don't have many full sets because the boys tend to like taking them okay. off and hiding them and stuff like that. So, <laughs> kids, yeah. uh, kids. Yes, who have them? And you can yeah. never have um, enough fridge magnets because we've always got like, something else to attach, like a certificate from the kids or something, yeah, or drawing, on the fridge and you just can't find another magnet. It's like, yeah. Ah. So you go, double, double use for them. <laughs> Brilliant. So um so you said you mentioned that you went back to London in 2015, um you knocked a fair chunk of time off that. What did yeah. You, what did you end up running? So I think it was a 3:53 or 3:43. Sorry, it was a 3:43. So well over 20 minutes. So, yeah. Um. So it was. Yeah. I just kind of went back there, having done it once before. Um. The first year I ran for a breast cancer campaign, uh, the charity. So I think I've put in for the ballot. I've lost count. 10, 12 times. Right. And, anyone that's been in a ballot for London it's very very rare you get a space because it's so oversubscribed mm. so the first year I ran for breast cancer campaign um, and the second year was through um, an old um, company I used to work for that had a place through Buxton Waters were one of the sponsors so I ran okay. with them for a charity as well so um, yeah I kind of went into it knowing what had happened in 2010 and how tough it was and took a lot of the learnings from it there was also the fact that running London there's loads of iconic monuments the Tower Bridge Buckingham mm. Palace the London Eye uh, Canary Wharf and I remember well, I don't remember running across Tower Bridge in year one in, in 2010 and that's the place where the TV cameras are always there and doing interviews and stuff. And it's, it's obviously an iconic yeah. bridge, uh, iconic landmark within London. And I just thought I was too too focused on the time and running to really take in what was around me. So mm. I thought, right, what I'm going to do is train harder, obviously try and beat my, my PB, um, but then <laughs> just enjoy it and just have fun. Again, 2010, I remember crossing the finish line, got my medal, got my goodie bag, and I was just, there was one friend that was running it with, the same year and I remember I was just walking along absolutely shattered and I heard this Craig and I looked down and my mate he looked like I felt he was slumped on the floor oh, against really? the fence 
we passed each other a couple of times on the run and to be fair I did run with him for a few miles which was quite good thinking about it um, and we both just kind of said the same thing that we'd run ourselves into the ground for the time rather than enjoying the event yeah fair enough yeah. so 2015 great opportunity to go back raise money for another charity and got the PB which was great but enjoyed it I remember running across Tower Bridge thinking take this in and looking up and seeing the the, the, the tall parts of the bridge overhead where you're looking up and you've got the, the struts and stuff yeah. and it's, it was it was amazing and still tough because it's a marathon um, but I, st- I remember crossing the finish line th- and thinking to myself it was so much more enjoyable mm. than, than five years earlier that's um, amazing isn't it? and so much so much more time off and stuff so it just goes show how your running was uh, progressed so much yeah and it's probably two runs. You, you talk about I was mature I was five years older what probably what mid 20s at that point and it was you just un- you have a much more understanding of what it takes rather than thinking mm. you can just rock up and and give it a go yeah all, all good progress though all good, all mm. good progress yeah um and after that you um now this race i had to look up because i hadn't heard of it before the the riviera riviera marathon. R- riviera marathon yeah um so I, I i looked it up and kind of saw the profile and stuff. it looks it looks absolutely amazing where it is yeah. and it runs from nice and Cannes. <clears throat> or Khan. is it a- yeah i'm never the Khan, I think. I think it's Khan. Yeah, Nissan Khan. Yeah, nice yeah. um, sorry to anybody French. <laughs> sorry. I'll, I'll get this pronunciation right. Um, that looked that looked absolutely amazing. So I, I went. To, uh, did you see that I kudos your run last yes, night? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you were like he's looking at my he's looking at my he's stroller profile. Me. Yeah. <laughs> but that's um yeah, it just looked amazing all along the coast there. Well, uh, yeah. that, very very different to London, I assume. Yeah. No, it was um for me most all of the runs I've ever done have been in here in the UK um, Matt who's one of the other guys that runner with me he's done quite a few foreign runs so mm-hmm. he's been out and done he's been out in Holland Spain did Valencia um, he's probably done uh, about four or five runs abroad and there's always that thing of when you go on holiday you love going on holiday you love going to the airport the vibe of going away for a few days so we said we sort of sat down with our other halves and at the time I just had Archie who was kind of probably about one or 18 months at the time we said how about we we plan in a foreign run into our race calendar for the year so we kind of chose the date and looked around and then we saw the Riviera Marathon uh, wasn't a huge flight so having yeah. a young boy at the time it's kind of the thing of crikey packing to take a young boy away on its own is, is a big thing Very brave, yeah. <laughs> but yeah we, we signed up to Riviera and as I say it starts in Nice and it follows the Mediterranean for 26.2 miles to Cannes where it finishes um, it was amazing it was we 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 trained well leading up to it. We sort of said if we can aim for the four hour mark would be great. Um, so no pressure for PB? Yeah, not, not at all. We, myself and Matt, have, we, we occasionally run together, um, depending on work and home life and all that sort of stuff. But we, we said, look, we'll try and stick together. If one of us wants to run off, we can. If the other one wants to have a bit of a breather, then we'll do that. And we ran the whole race together. Um, it started off grey and drizzly in, in on the Nisa on the on, right on the seafront, um, which was really nice because you start off nice and cool. Mm. Started probably sort of nine or ten o'clock in the morning. Was it was it a hot time of year? Sorry. Um, no, well it was. Yeah, I'm trying to think what time of year it was. I think it was um, sort of in spring. Ah, okay, um, so could be so, could be warm. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we sort of flew out on the Friday, had Friday night, Saturday night, race was on Sunday, and then we had a couple of days afterwards. Flew home on sort of Tuesday or Wednesday, and. It was really nice because the the race just for me it was perfect because we, we ran myself and Matt ran together. I think um, he I was find it I found it really tough in the first ten k for some reason. So I just stuck with Matt and we kept chipping away. We started just ahead of the, the guy with the four hour flag, the four hour pacer. Okay. So we thought and there was a huge crowd behind him that were obviously aiming for their four hours. We thought right, we'll just stay ahead of him and we know we'll dip under that four hours. And then as the race went on, I 
sort of Matt, I wouldn't say dragged me along for the first 10K, but he definitely helped me keep to a rhythm. And then as the race went on, I really got into my rhythm and really found, I just really enjoyed it. Um, more so the feed stations were amazing. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, a, you just kind of, we actually stopped at one of them and there's chocolate, there was pastries, there was raisins, there was Lucozade, there was energy drinks. I did all the things I mentioned earlier you shouldn't do oh, about eating. Just grab all the food. <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was great. And um, I think for the last kind of maybe six or seven miles, I think I actually helped Matt keep his pace up. Okay. And, the last two miles going into calm the clouds parted the sun came out Lovely. it was as you would imagine the mediterranean with yachts out in the water it was calm where the um, the film festival is yeah um it was a picturesque the whole route was picturesque but that last two miles was brilliant i'm very glad the weather stayed as it was for the majority of the race because mm. running in that heat would have been would have been tough but yeah we came in at 353 so Good. Um, it was brilliant um, Matt's other half and, and my, my wife Laura and, and Archie were there at the finish to see us and we went and had a beer and some food afterwards and it was brilliant it was um, yeah really good fun Great. really good race I'd recommend it to anyone that's looking for foreign run um, go check it out there you go the Riviera Marathon I think you can google it and stuff because I, I managed to find it quite easily on, uh, <laughs> on the internet and stuff um, Craig uh, having like done those marathons and stuff is there anything that you find particularly challenging in, in, in your runs like any particular topic that you kind of struggle with or that you uh, you find difficult in your races I think well now it's fitting the longer runs in um, with the work side of what I do with runner that takes up a lot of my time I've now obviously got a wife that's back at work <coughs> two young boys so I don't want my runs to eat into too much family time but my, my training plan at the moment is kind of I should be doing kind of three or four runs a week so maybe three short ones and a long one I think realistically I'm, I'm looking at probably doing two runs and a long run but I'm trying to do those during my working week so if it's a case of dropping the boys off and then running from nursery it's a kind of a great way to almost get the run over with and you're home and showered and changed yeah. for your working day um, and it's also important to prioritise family life because whatever happens with work what happens with with runner the most important things the boys and my other half yeah. so yeah. for me that's the most important thing but yeah fitting the runs in is challenging um it's also just the mental side of things of you can have great runs you can have bad runs when the weather's not very good there's so many reasons that you can say oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah, put it off today you? um yesterday's run was a prime example where i was like no come on let's get out let's do it um felt good for it today i've got a busy day today um so it's not it's not it's not easy fitting the runs in so i think it's just for anyone that's looking to to put training plans into place just um think about when you, you do your runs and, and the best time to do them but don't don't um don't put too many of them off yeah uh, good, all really really good advice um craig you speaking a little bit about some of the overseas marathons you've also done Athens and I think I remember chatting to yourself and Matt about about Athens when it was kind of coming up and stuff and I remember you guys going over and doing that uh tell us a little bit about that race because it's steeped in a lot of like history and stuff I've seen various bits of information and I think it's um some of the history is based on the Pheidippides run that he did from yeah. to tell about the, the defeating the Spartans and stuff yeah. uh what's that race like because it must be absolutely epic it is steep is it really? Yeah, oh, <laughs> unbelievable. Um, no, it was brilliant. I mean, we did the Riviera Marathon was in, I think it was in 2017. Yeah. And then we had such a blast. We said it'd be great to try and do a foreign run every year, um, which now Matt's got a young daughter. Um, I've got two young boys. It's proving difficult to try and get those foreign trips um, mm -hmm. in. Plus they're expensive. It's everything yeah. involved. So 
but yeah, we, we so after Riviera, we thought it'd be really cool to do another one. So we kind of chose a time of year that we were looking at running, and then yeah, was the authentic Athens Marathon popped up, and we thought it starts in Marathon and runs right into the centre of Greece. Uh, it follows the route that he took when uh, yeah, my history is not brilliant, but it was the route he followed. It follows the route that he took when he when he ran. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we signed up, and again, similar sort of thing, sort of four or five day trip, Airbnb right in the middle of Greece it was steep it's like the really? first 10k's flat um it's it's not the most picturesque of run it basically follows the dual carriageway majority oh, okay. pretty much all, all right. of the way um it does have a few turnings off where it takes in local areas and monuments and things but yeah the first 10k was flat and then so what's that six miles the next 13 miles are uphill okay. um and it's broadly if, if um that's it, a long that's a long it's climb. a long climb and for being here in Portsmouth, Portsmouth is as flat as a pancake, and my running is—I don't do much elevation at all. So, the anyone that follows me on Strava, check out the Strava map because it kind of—it wasn't one solid hill, but it would kind of have a long up and then you go down, but then I'd have a long up and then it would go down, and um, yeah, it was really tough. I, again, I kind of trained for it, but I, I did go into this race a little bit thinking, ah, oh, it'll be fine. I've done—I've got a few marathons under my belt. Matt's—I think Matt's up to about seventeen or eighteen marathons now, so. Okay. He's much more built for, he can do a couple of long runs and then go into a marathon. Whereas for me, it does take me a long time to kind of okay. build up to those distances. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so do you think you maybe you suffered a bit from the, it's just another marathon, I'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, okay. And yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great occasion. I mean, uh, starting in Athens um, was, was brilliant. We stayed in Athens for obviously a few days, which was the first time going there to the city itself, which was brilliant. Mm. Um, and yeah it was tough it was i think we myself and matt ran together for the first kind of 10 miles and then i i actually went off because he sort of wanted to do a bit of kind of walking up the hills jogging up the hills and then running okay. the flats um and then he basically caught me up at about 25 i I'd, i stopped for five minutes by the side of the road because i was oh. i found the heat really it was really hot about 21 degrees okay um yeah just found i, was, I found like i felt like i was overheating so i, I just thought you know what i'm actually going to stop and wait for matt um, I, and it was quite nice I, st I stood with a drink next to a fueling table so I was having a bit of a snack a proper refuel watching all the runners going past I was almost acting as a spectator okay. um, and it was never anything I, I always my competitive nature is always a case of I must I don't want to stop I don't want to stop and walk I want to run every marathon but actually in hindsight I was like this is the walking aspect or taking it really slowly actually benefits quite a lot yeah for sure so I kind of wish I had done that yeah, Matt caught me up about 25, 25 and a half miles and he dragged me over the line. Um, so, you ran, so you finished it together? We finished it together. He he literally was like, mate, what are you doing? And I was like, mate, I am shattered. I've got <laughs> nothing left. I'm spent. And it finished in the same stadium that hosted the um, the Athens Olympics back in 1896. I saw a picture of the stadium. Yeah. yeah, anyone that's seen it, it's, a, it's, a, it's an amazing bowl of a stadium with three sides um, must have been a few thousand people there cheering all the spectators as they finished I nearly tripped up coming into the <laughs> arena because my, I was dragging my feet along the floor um, is, it, is it pretty packed in there as well with people with spectators and stuff? yeah I mean there was probably a, a good couple of thousand people watching <clears throat> and we knew our other halves were there so you kind of spot them and I admit like I, I crossed the finish line and I just burst into tears like I really? was I don't, Matt was like you were right and I was like I don't, I don't know what's going on here I was just the emotion of it I think having Laura and my young boy there watching I was like it was just, and it was just I was so drained of energy mm. um, I remember Matt's other half kind of coming up and going are you alright and I was like yeah I'm just so relieved to finish mm. I think we did it in uh, probably we did three 
I think we did four fifteen somewhere around okay. there. Um, so well, it was a tough wasn't day after. Yeah, you know. it wasn't about the time. That was purely about a great medal hanging up at home now. And I, I reflect. I think for a few weeks after, both myself and Matt, when we were chatting about it to other people, were like that, that was horrific. Mm. <laughs> but um, no, it was great looking back now. Like I'd rec- again, it's another race I'd recommend for people to go and if they're looking for a trip abroad. I'm loving these ideas, dude. I've got, I've got to, <laughs> I would love to go and do both those marathons. I'm not going back to London again because I, I didn't have a good experience there. But yeah, I'd like I'd like to go and go and see those definitely. But you talk you talk about the emotion in a race. It's it's um it's odd, isn't it? Because you can you know you run so much generally and you feel fine, you feel great, and then you, you like you say you do a race like that and you're you're pushing yourself hard and it might be hard hard conditions and stuff when you get over the finish line your body's reaction is to cry, is to cry. Mm. I mean I've done, I've done it before a couple of times I've yeah. phoned Sheena my wife and gone you know been in tears and left her a voicemail <laughs> sobbing it's like it's just odd it's just really bizarre but yeah, yeah. it's amazing just how, how kind of like it comes out at the end of a race but yeah absolutely brilliant epic time it sounds like a really really good adventure you had there and um, yeah it was, another it was, good holiday and again yeah just spending time away with it with the family it's um <clears throat> kind of squeezing a run in we, we met some other people that we knew through social media that were taking part in it which was really good fun that's cool they yeah. were guys that we've interacted with but never met and they ranged from doing a 320 up to a five and a half hour marathons okay and they were all really pleased because they'd all come for different reasons whether it was the ticket off the list whether it was mm-hmm. to do a, a pb and we we sat and had a beer one night afterwards and um, yeah it was great fun really good fun cool so 2020 uh obviously um You've been training hard. You set your PB in January at Stubbington 10K, which is fantastic. What was your time, by the way? Uh, 37.57. Oh, that's that's rapid. So, yeah. <laughs> Very cool. I must have been happy with that. Yeah, it was... Um yeah, I kind of spent the, the the run up to Christmas thinking I wanted to give it a really good shot. It's, it's normally, being in January, <clears throat> it's normally... Stub 10Ks would have been typically just cold and crisp. Mm. Um, it's obviously completely random what the weather's like on the day, but it always just happens to be that way, and it was no different this year. And they're the conditions I run best in, really okay. like low temperatures, no wind, hopefully. It was a bit windy on the day, but um, yeah, I got myself near the front and I just, 10K, yeah, I just went went for it and um, managed to use other runners around me that were good, strong runners to tag onto. Yep. So they kind of that really pulled helps. me along. Yep. The last, yeah, the last half mile was, was tough, but again, keeping an eye on my watch, I wanted to, my previous best was 38, about 38.20, somewhere around there. So I wanted to beat that. Mm. And then obviously watching the clock, I was kind of thinking, well, if I could dip under 38, that would be amazing. And the last 200 meters, I felt like I sprinted, but I probably didn't. Cause <laughs> I was probably dragging. It always feels again. that way at the end of a race. Yeah, but no, again, a great, great local race. And like I mentioned earlier, my, my dad passed away in September and he's he's done London a few times. He's great um, Stubbington 10K quite a few times. And it's kind of nice to, to do the events again that he did when my son was mm. there. Cause it's kind of like doing what, I'm running in his footsteps almost. It does, um, yeah. It must be must be nice to, to kind of think that and be there with your own family. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. definitely. And my mum, my mum was there as well, and we, we stayed at her house the night before because it's a it's a short walk to the the, the start finish line, um, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to do London this year was because my dad's done, my dad's done it four times. Um, I did it in 2010, 2015, so I thought 2020 sits quite nicely as well. Okay. Um, and I'm, again, I'm running for charity um, this year for, for that event as well. So, okay. yeah. And question is, do, have you beaten your dad's PV? Yeah. You yeah. Have? Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I, his, I think he, his best was 3.53 back in 86, somewhere yep. like that. Yep. So, um, yeah, that, I think that was one of the first reasons I actually wanted to sign up, was thinking, oh, I could try and beat my dad's time. Um, he was never one for like going out and setting PVs. He was always there for the just having a fun yep. time at a run um okay so brilliant. yeah 
And uh, you've done quite a few park runs. You've done eighty. You're on eighty-eight park runs. Yeah, eighty-eight so or eighty-nine now. I think heading heading towards the big the big hundred. Yeah. Looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sort of trying to work out what to do for my 100th, but um, it'll probably be a double buggy. Let the other half have a lay in. Really? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Get it over and done with. Well, you'll have to um, you'll have to make the announcement if you if you do it. Are you going to do it at South Sea? Do you think? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I mean, of the 88 park runs, I've done a couple um, sort of as um, park run tourism type thing. But yeah, majority have been on the doorstep. It's it's a great little park run to take part in. So. And I've I've, I've got a, I've got a little bone to pick with you. You mm-hmm. volunteered for your, only for your first time recently. Yes. <laughs> in December. Yes, it was a New Year's resolution for 2019. Yes. And I got to December. It was about December the sixth, and I was like that's a new year's resolution and I've not done it. So um, yeah, no, it was, I've, I've been meaning to do it for ages and park run wouldn't exist without the mm-hmm. volunteers, the race director, the barcode scanners, the marshals out on the course and having done it 80, probably 84, 85 times up until then, I had a massive, I just felt guilty for not having done it. It's, <laughs> you see the same people doing it every week. There's probably about what, three or four race directors that take it in turns at, at South Sea and um yeah, and I was on the re- the roster, uh, so I was on the, the the email that comes out of the register, and I, I just it's too easy to, to look at it and go, oh yeah, I'll do that at some point. Mm. So yeah, I did it, and I, I acted as a barcode scanner, and it was brilliant fun. It was okay. as much fun as it is taking part. I, I love that you just get to chat out, how was your run? How yeah. was it going? Because you know how everyone's feeling. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you see people coming up to you, and some have had a great run and got a smile, and others found it really tough. and. Yeah. As I say, back in December again, it's South Seas seems like a windy place at the moment. So it had been a, quite a tough run for some, and it was a really cold day. But um, yeah, it was. It was a. Re- and it's also it sounds silly, but they you Parkrun used to have the barcode scanners, the little devices you use. Whereas yeah. now it's as a barcode scanner, you download the app, you scan yeah. the barcode on the the finishing token, you scan the barcode on the bit of paper that someone prints out or the wristband, and it's so easy and simple. Yeah. It's foolproof. The race directors make it. They give you a nice little briefing before as you know what to do. And uh, it was dead easy. And I yeah. kind of think to myself, what you could do is you could run park run and volunteer at the end. Mm. So you can run and volunteer. So I'm probably going to try and do that more this year. Yeah. To try yeah, and do both do both aspects of park run. Yeah. I mean, South is quite lucky because they have so many people every week. So mm. normally, I mean, I've seen quite a few appeals put out recently where they're saying, you know, we're short of volunteers this this weekend, but. Um, I don't know if you know, but I'm a run director and event director over at Eastney Junior Park Run. Yes, yeah. And it's, you know, we struggle with volunteers a lot okay. each week, so it's, it's really hard. But we, we try and encourage you, you try and chat to parents and try and get them get them involved to get on the road to, road to more and stuff. It does help. Yeah. But South Sea, yeah, you've got so many people to pick from. And like you say, you, you do see the regulars. Mm. I think there's quite a few regular tail walkers that we have at yeah. South Sea. Um, but yeah, that's good. It's brilliant. I think it's great that you've uh, you got involved in it and you liked it as well. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, it was it was great fun, and it's I think we, we try and encourage as many people we interact with to to help out because parkrun's free, mm. and it's a great. You see the, the the demographic of people that turn up to do parkrun, and they're everything from ultra marathoners like yourself to people that are doing parkrun for the very first time, and they could be people that are running for the very first time, yeah. but of all ages and backgrounds. Um, and it's great to see because it's it's inspiring to see that people are thinking to themselves, "I'm going to get out there and be active." Yeah. Um, and it's it's just a great way to start off something which becomes addictive. I know. And yeah, it does, it's, it does indeed. <laughs> oh man. So lots of great chat, but um, the bit I've been waiting uh, to hear about is runner and how and how that kind of all came about. So um, stepping back a little bit to 2015. Um, what, were you, what were you doing at the time and, and how did this kind of idea come about? So, yeah, back then, um, myself and Matt were, like, we, we grew up together in Stubbington. Um, we, we've known each other for, for years and years and 
both into our running and we thought it'd be really cool to try and create an identity for runners. So if you saw someone walking down the street with a, with the runner logo across their chest, you would know straight away that running is their passion. Yeah. The big generic sports brands cover a multitude of sports. So if someone's walking down the street with a big tick across their chest, you know that they, they could be into running, they could be into football, cricket, uh, yeah. hockey, any sport going. So that was where the idea came from um, back end of 2015. And then six months later in April 2016, we launched Runner with a website, with social media on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. And we had uh, a really small range of hoodies and t-shirts. I think we had one design, a couple of different colors. And we, it was a hobby. We, we both had full-time jobs. Uh, it was just a kind of a, can we have a bit of fun and, and, and sell a few bits and pieces? And, mm. and that's kind of where it started. And um, yeah, the first few months, we probably sold like a, like a handful of bits. Really? Okay. It was like you, you'd get a notification on your phone of uh, someone buying something and we'd be jumping up and down in our front room. Going, Someone's <laughs> bought something. So it's like run up into the spare bedroom. You, you get the hoodie out, you package it up, run down to the post office and get it off. And then you sit there waiting for the next one, which would take quite a while to come in. I think back then I, I got a beanie. I was, I was so happy when it arrived. <laughs> I was like, yes, I'm a runner. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And, and that, that's where the idea started. And that was back in sort of 2016, which feels like an age way now so i think you hit on a really good good point that, that it doesn't that it kind of it's a flag to put your hand up and go hey i'm a runner without actually having to say anything or do anything and i took a quote from your website which was um <laughs> which i really liked it's like for the for the uninitiated running can be a lonely solitary existence uh, for those in the know it's about a passion for the sport pride in our achievements and a supportive sense of community spirit so yeah. I, I love that i think it's where you guys often do tweet about you know being proud of your achievements and yeah. being proud to be a runner I think it's like super important and stuff. I think that's the thing of it doesn't matter whether it's parkrun for the first time or doing an ultra marathon fifty miler. People are passionate and are proud mm. about what they've achieved, and it could be that some people are born to run and can run long distances, but they've pushed themselves to go that bit further. It could be people that are not necessarily have the right physique to to find running easy, but what they do is they take on a parkrun and they complete it, and they just get that buzz of crossing the line, scanning their barcode telling their friends about it and, and that's the, the great thing about running is that you don't have to be the fastest or run the furthest or come in the top percentage it's about having a, a run sometimes it's about having a bad run but actually you can you can take the benefits and the positives from that yeah yeah that's absolutely brilliant um so from the time you uh, you first started selling a few items a couple of items on the website and it was all about just probably you know the logo runner and stuff like that um how has it changed and kind of grown over the last few years then so for the first kind of probably 18 to 24 months it was very much like a, a hobby as I mentioned it was in our spare times of jumping on social media of helping spread the word of runner social media for all its positives and negatives has been a great place for us because it's enabled us to put the runner brand in front of people all over the world so we, we do have customers as far afield as Australia and New Zealand and through America and Canada um, but what it's enabled us to do is kind of spread the message and interact with people and start conversations around running and, and also mental health, which is a big part of, mm. of what we're about. And yeah, probably a couple of years ago, uh, in, what, in 2018, we were sort of two years in and, and two years ago from now, was it got to the point where our product range was growing, social media numbers were growing, um, the, the number of people that were buying our stuff was growing, which was amazing to, to still see these people part, uh, part in company with their, with their cash for, for stuff that we've created. Okay. And that was at the point where I was like, right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump into it full time because okay. it, was, it was taking up too much of 
my time, my personal time, and a, a young Archie had just come along at that point. Yeah. So again, it's not eating into home life. Um, yeah, and the opportunity was there. So I've, I've, I've not looked back um, over the last kind of two years, really. Okay. What, what at the moment? What are your like most popular items to sell now that you now that kind of the range has grown grown a bit? So <laughs> the more recent stuff that we've we brought in is products made from one hundred percent recycled materials. So one of our the the we started off with our runner logo. So anyone that knows runner R U N R across your chest, a couple of different designs we have for it. Um, one of our most recent kind of slogans we brought out was leave nothing but footprints and leave nothing but footprints resonates with every runner out there because runners don't take drink bottles with them and energy gel sachets and just discard them out when they're running they hopefully will take them home or they'll put them in a bin when you're out running which is great so we we kind of took the slogan created a design and then we put it onto products that are made from 100 percent recycled materials so i think everyone's aware of the, the challenge that we're facing as a as a, as a globe at the moment with yeah. all of the plastic that's in circulation and stuff that's being produced for single use so now when we bring products out we try and use materials that are made from recycled um, okay. plastic whether it's recycled cotton recycled polyester that's great yeah. um, so that the leave nothing but footprints range has been super popular uh, we've got hoodies jumpers and t-shirts um, got a couple of new bits coming out in the next few weeks which we're, which we're keen to showcase but I think that just the slogan and the product really resonates with runners so mm. National Running Show back in January we just sold out it was, okay. yeah, it was phenomenal we were genuinely blown away by people coming to find the products because they heard about it on social or they've seen people wearing it um, we were just taken, taken aback so I think by yeah. Saturday night we were we were it's a long drive from Portsmouth to Birmingham so we didn't quite have the time to go back and grab any more stock but it was the feedback was phenomenal so yeah really 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 pleased fantastic I, I love that it's um that it's made from or sustainably which is good and also there's a lot of focus around um uh, the constant buying of of, of race t-shirt or well, not buying buying of race t-shirts but giving out of race t-shirts and stuff and having clothing that kind of like people don't need and stuff like that so I think it's great that you guys that you guys are, are kind of alongside that and uh and working hard to kind of create something using recycled goods. How, how does uh, did you have to do any like technical investigation yourself into all that, or, or how, how does it all how does it all work? How did you get involved in that? So at the moment, the, the great thing at the moment it was, with the size we are as a company, we're still in the infancy of the of the business. So uh, we still use suppliers based here in the UK. We use a local designers and printers to put the design and the, the print onto the the top. So we've got a really good kind of network of businesses that are able to source these products that are made from recycled materials. And I think that as it's becoming more and more important for, for businesses like us to set a standard or set an example of not creating things from scratch, let's mm. try and reuse things that have already been made. Yeah. I think it's, that's, what's the, that's what the general public are looking for when they, yeah. they make buying decisions take a cotton bag to the shops with you when you go and do your shopping don't use mm -hmm. a brand new plastic bag and, and just simple things like that we can all do our bits both me from running a business that sells goods like this but also i'm still a consumer i still buy products in a shop so it's a it's the way we think about how we can do our small bit for the planet yeah and if we all do that then as a, a um as a as a as a human race we can all help hopefully yeah. turn the, the world into a better place yeah it does feel like things are kind of changing and making progress and yeah definitely. around waste and stuff so yeah it seems yeah. to be going the right way but yeah long long way to go i think yes definitely <laughs> craig have you um 
uh, you don't have to name anybody, but have you have you seen any uh, or know of any local celebs or anything in the UK that wear your stuff? Have you uh, have you come across any <laughs> any pictures or or people at races and seen them in? Yeah, we've we've a few bits. I mean, the the running show launched three years ago, so in twenty eighteen was the first run show. So we went up there and. Um, Kelly Holmes was a guest speaker <clears throat> and we'd done a bit of a Q&A blog with her um, a couple of months beforehand which we kind of exchanged a few messages and we sent her a few bits a few goodies and, and bits and pieces so we were walking around and we saw her and I made a beeline over to her and she's like oh hi, how are you guys and you kind of knew us and and we were we were amazed because we were there as visitors ourselves we didn't have a stall there because it was the first year we, we at the time we were like that the money we didn't have the money for it because mm -hmm. we couldn't afford it so we thought we'll just go up there and have a wander around and we were blown away by the people wearing our stuff okay. and they weren't they weren't celebrities they were just ordinary runners from all yeah. over the country and we were absolutely blown away and then the fact that Kelly kind of recognised us because she came over we went over to her and said hello and she said where's, where's your stand and I said well we haven't got a stand and she was like where are all these people getting your tops from so they've just bought them and it was a proper like moment of realising that people have yes they bought our stuff but they've chosen to wear it to the biggest running show in the UK yeah. the only running show in the UK so so that was amazing and um, yeah we've uh, just more recently Susie Chan anyone that knows Susie she's yep. she's a she's an amazing person her, her backstory to running <clears throat> if you're not aware of it go and, go and check her out because she's really inspirational um, yeah, she's she's been wearing some of our kit, and there's a few other people that are, that are kind of wearing it. It's it's amazing to see. It's um, they they like the product, they like us, which is amazing. Mm, um, really so it, it means a lot to us that we we take pride in that the products that we sell are high quality products. Yeah. That hopefully you're not going to be disappointed when it arrives with you. Yeah. Um, and it will last. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's it exactly. So. Brilliant. I think I've seen a few of um, Susie Chan's social posts and Stroll posts, and she's she's in the runner, yeah. the runner who runner hoodie and stuff. So it's, it's, it's really good to yeah. see. And I've actually seen them. Um, strangely enough, I've seen quite a few uh, celebrity pictures of um, celebs wearing hocker shoes, yeah. which is which is interesting. Like <laughs> Kanye West, Reese, Reese with the spoon. Really. Um, Britney Spears, Pippa Middleton. Like there's loads, there's loads of people that wear them. So that's quite funny. Like oh, we'll have to get some stuff out and some running yeah, goodies, goodies say, out and just, post to just them. Just start posting them. Out, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've feedback from customers and stuff like that I've seen like you've put like a few things on the website and stuff um, do any like really stick out in your mind as some um, you know real positive feedback and stuff I think that the one thing for us is that um, anyone that goes on our website can check out the reviews for products um, I think we've probably got about 750 over 750 reviews we don't censor any of them there if anyone leaves us a review it's on the website for everybody to see 99.9% okay. .9 of five stars okay. which again for us is amazing because we we take pride in that any product we put out to market is of the highest quality that we can source because we want people to associate runner with really high quality products mm -hmm. and the feedback is really positive there's been a couple of things where certain products have, have not lived up to or they've not turned out to um, to be what we've wanted so we've actually taken them off sale and, and we've brought new products out that kind of uh, are better than, than those ones but yeah again you just read feedback and it's wherever people are whatever their background whatever they're using the products for whether it's wearing a beanie on a run or curling up in a, a runner hoodie on, on an afternoon it's just amazing that they've they've taken the time to come and leave a review because we don't incentivize people to leave reviews it's completely off their own back 
Um, the, the, the positive messages just give us, they, they just fuel our motivation yeah. and passion for runner and what we're doing yeah. to, to, to keep doing what we're doing, but to, to get more people to see it and, and hopefully get involved with the different things we're up to. That's good. You, you touched earlier that um, you guys are very involved in, in mind, so uh, obviously uh, mental health and stuff. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about your website because you also on the website allow people to write blogs and articles and stuff for you. Yeah. Um, obviously I've, I've written one myself a couple of years ago. Um, I think that's such a great idea because you get to, again, you know, like the show is just hearing people's running stories and mm. stuff. And I think that's a, that's a really good idea. People can go onto your website and kind of read articles. Are those people that have approached you or people that you've approached? Uh, it's a mix of both really. Um, for us, when we, when we started Runner, um, back in yeah, 2016, we, we realised how many people use running as a way of combating their own mental health. And that can be anything from a, a rubbish day at work and you know you get home and you just think, you know what, I'm going to go for a run. Mm. But it can be more serious things like people use running as a way of combating drug addiction, alcoholism, whether it's losing a family member, whether um, one guy shared a blog with us where he was suffering from PTSD because he was, in his words, blown up in Northern Ireland while on tour. And we often have people approach us saying, I've written this blog, would you like to, to put it on your site? Yes, definitely. We, we, we part, of, part of what we do with Runner is yes, we, we've got a range of products that people can buy and associate themselves with being a runner, but we also want to use ourselves as a platform for your everyday runner to share their story as to why they run. Absolutely. And that could be because they're training for the first marathon, but it could be because they're, they're, they use running as a way of combating a challenge they've got going on in life. Mm. Um, mental health's become a lot more of a talking point over the last few years. Hasn't it? Yeah. I think it's become a lot more yeah. open. Uh, people now, it's okay to talk about it. Whereas I think some, it's still some people maybe don't feel comfortable about talking about it. But the more that people do talk about it, the more it shows those that are maybe keeping it within themselves can express mm. themselves and open up. So we try and act as a platform. So. A few weeks ago, we just put a, a couple of posts out on social just saying, if anyone's got a running story they would like to share, please send them in. Um, I apologise to anyone that sent it in because I've got an inbox full of them at the moment okay. and we are working through them. But we'll get them all up online and we'll start tweeting and posting them on Instagram and Facebook. And, and it's a great way for people to share their story um, to everyone that follows us. We, we occasionally email them out. We, we post about them on social. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way for people just to get talking about mental health and understanding that there are other people. You might think you're the only person experiencing that challenge. You're not. Yeah. You can guarantee it. The, the stories, I've been sat at home when people have sent blogs in and you read it. It's giving me goosebumps now. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you read a story and it's like this person is like literally opening up about the biggest challenge in their life. Yeah. And I'm sat there reading it going, holy, wow, yeah, this is yeah. amazing, powerful stuff let's get it online, let's share it. And then you see the comments that people say, yep, been there, done it. Mm. I've come through the other end or I've been there, I'm still dealing with it now, but we can all support each other and work through it. And that's amazing to see. That's that's where the running community comes together. That's so so good, yeah. running can be solitary because you can go out on your own, but it's it's it brings people together. So wherever you are up and down the country or in the world, there's someone that's probably running for the same reason as you. Mm. Um, really powerful stuff it's yeah. amazing I think pow powerful is probably the right word to use really because it is um, and I can tell you're so passionate reading people's stories like getting yeah, these bumps it's, and stuff yeah, it's, totally, so, it's, it's so important isn't it I it's mean, amazing it's great that people can open up and talk and I think there's a lot more talking being done and I think running has kind of like had a, such a positive impact on that kind of stuff around all over the world yeah um, my uh, Miles for Mind is a mm -hmm. virtual race that you guys put on each year how can people get get involved in that 
So Mastermind, we launched that in 2018. So it's a virtual run that anybody can sign up to. Uh, it's on our website. There's a link on the left-hand side on the menu. And the reason we set it up was we wanted to, to do a bit more with Mind. So a percentage of, as a business, a percentage of our profits every month go to Mind mm -hmm. because the great work they carry out with people that have mental health challenges, we wanted to kind of give something back to them. And then we thought it would be really good to try and create an event. A physical event is quite restricting because we're down here on the south coast so it might be harder for people a bit further away to take part in so we thought what about a virtual run and for anyone that doesn't know a virtual run if you can't make a, an organized run on a sunday morning a virtual run is one you can sign up to typically during a month and you can cover a distance in your own time over as many runs as you want whenever you want so if it's during your lunch break in the evening in the morning when the kids are asleep overnight providing someone's looking after them um, <laughs> it, you can you can do it at your own steam so <clears throat> we launched Mars Mind in 2018 with the idea that people can sign up to anywhere between 25 and 200 miles in the month of May the month of May because that's when mental health awareness week sits I think it's in the third week of the month so mm -hmm. we wanted to, to, to have it over that period and yeah, in 2018, we had about 980 people sign up. Fantastic. Um, yeah, and it was brilliant. I think that year we, we helped raise over 10,000 pounds for Mind. Oh, um, that's incredible. And, oh. and it was it was brilliant. It was, we, we thought oh, maybe 200, 300 people will sign up. And then the last couple of weeks leading up to May, the, the, the notifications just started going ping, ping, ping as people mm -hmm. were signing up. And yeah, we got to 980 by the, for the total. Um, a big it goes to show just how like how far reaching that, that topic is and yeah, yeah totally how it is. And, and again we have people from all over the world taking part we had again Australia New Zealand Canada America we had three girls in Saudi Arabia took part where running for females in Saudi Arabia is not necessarily um, it's not a common thing you yep. see so that was amazing having having them take part and and a big thing of what we did in May is we 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 specifically said right if anyone's got a, a story to share of how running helps their mental health send it send us it in and we'll, we'll we'll put it on our website and shout about it and again the stories we had sent in that year were, were all about I sort of mentioned it before about drug addiction about how running keeps people off of certain things and a real mix of stories and it was brilliant and we just constantly shared them throughout the month we kind of um we it's a less it's a less sort of commercially focused month for us in terms of let's just focus on miles of mind and the event yeah, every yeah. day people are out running use the hashtag miles of mind and tag us in what you're up to and we'll just share it all with the, the rest of the running community whether they're taking part or not and then 2019 last year was was the second year we had it and over 2,000 people signed up um Gosh, what a jump yeah and we i think we raised over twenty two thousand last year so we last year was a hundred percent of profits went to mind from the event the first year was 50 percent. we thought you know what we're gonna we're gonna put all of that money towards mind um yeah over two thousand people signed up so again it was bigger and better we had a team team entry option so you can be part of a team so you mm -hmm. can motivate each other um we right. had about 50 just giving pages set up it was brilliant and and it's a great it's a it's a really fun it sounds quite serious and there's a serious message to it but it's a really fun month of running mm. um and we we got out there and we were running most days um we had a little physical event in south sea where we just we had about 35 people turn up on the the last sunday of the month which we'll look to do again this year um yeah and it's just a really a really good fun event so great um, stuff I think that's, i think it's fantastic so anybody wants to get involved go to the website and uh, have a look at the menu on the left hand side and that's and it. Go for it. Join yeah, in. Definitely come come and sign up. Super important. That's that's a lot of money you've raised. I think that's a that's a really fantastic cause. Fantastic. Yeah, thank you. Um and 
uh, lastly, something I want to, wanted to mention on the runner thing is that you guys have been nominated for a couple of couple of awards. Yes, <laughs> and this has happened before as well. Last year, year before as well, maybe. Yeah. So, the National Running Awards happen each year, um, <clears throat> and then the awards ceremony is just before London Marathon. So, the running awards celebrate all of the successes in in running. They recognise people that have achieved stuff, whether it's races technology shoes clothing uh, all the different categories you could think of accessories and stuff like that and we, we got nominated in 20 let me get this right it'd be 2018 so it'll be three three years ago um a couple of people nominated us in both the women's a women's clothing and men's clothing categories mm-hmm. um <clears throat> and then we were nominated again last year and really pleased that we actually came away with a bronze in the men's clothing category Great. Which for us, basically, we were up against Nike, Adidas, Saucony, um, Ron Hill, Under Armour, wow. and we came away with a bronze, which was just so you, po- you podiumed, <laughs> we podiumed, we podiumed, um, and it was amazing. I mean, just one to be recognised for what we what we what we're doing is amazing. To to come away with something was is just ridiculous. Um, and then yeah, the twenty twenty awards, the voting's just closed recently, so the awards ceremony is due to be. Just before London Marathon, so again, we'll see what happens if, if London is postponed or anything like that. But um, do you guys get to go along to a, an evening else or something like that, and then find out if you've won? Then yeah, so we yeah, they basically you can go along to it's a it's a sort of a fancy awards gala evening. Uh, challenging one for me this year, having London three days later, it means okay. I'm probably gonna you're on the water, s- yeah, on the water <laughs> and the good behaviour. Um, but no, it's, it's something, it's, it's great to be recognised and the, the, the other businesses that are involved and the other the people that are in the room, it's, it just shows, it goes to show what's, what's happening in the world of running. Mm. Um, and then right. for us, as, as, as well as the running awards, we also won an award recently at the, the local uh, news business awards here in Portsmouth. Great. Okay. So we were nominated for Small Business of the Year and we got a highly commended award um, in that category, which, um, which was brilliant. So yeah, to start getting recognised for the stuff we're That's doing it. is... Um, it's a real sort of honour and again that, that just fuels us even more to keep doing what we're doing absolutely um, brilliant so yeah fantastic results so um, kind of coming to the end of the interview now I know I've taken, taken a lot of your time at the moment um, what, are your, what are your own kind of running plans going forward are you going to continue just running and racing as you are obviously family commitments and stuff like that and continue with runner or have yeah. you got any, any major anything major different that you want like to do or? great sounds on the in the race calendar this year um, for me I'd love to try and give something like Race to the Stones, Race to the Kings a go. Um, Mother half doesn't know that yet, so if she listens, when she listens, <laughs> she's in for a surprise. And I had nothing to do with that. No, 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 it's all Dan's fault. Um, no, I think it would be great to kind of to, to take on a, an ultra challenge. Um, okay. Matt, who, one of the other guys at Runner, he's, he's done quite a few. Um, he's, yeah, and it, when I see him doing it, I kind of... It's not easy, you know fully. Like it's not an easy thing to step up and do. It's but different. It's different. It's different. Yeah, it's the, yeah. the challenge. It's the challenge of of doing going sort of further and beyond. Um, we might try and squeeze in. It'd be great to to maybe travel abroad and do another run. But obviously, these things cost a lot of money, so it's not as easy as that. But mm-hmm. um, so so a long a longer distance plan. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yes. So, hopefully, fingers crossed. And is there is there anything that you're allowed to want to or or could say uh, about any future items that are coming on the uh, in the running in the runner brand? Well, we've got we're working with a local design agency, so mm-hmm. we're we're just coming to the end of finalising some new designs, which are a bit different from what we've done in the past. So we're really really intrigued to see what 
both customers and the running community think of those so okay. we're just finalizing those hopefully uh, possibly by the end of March they might go be available on our website but okay. no doubt we'll slip some teasers out on social media over the next couple of weeks Good so keep, keep your eye out I was going to see what I can, what I can tease out of you now we'll, we'll, keep, we'll keep it quiet so just yeah just watch the social channels in yeah um, Craig as you may have heard before we I just kind of finished with some recovery run questions these obviously quick fire just to, just just to get get to know a little bit more about you and your running uh, so I'm going to ask you those if that's all right yep go uh, for it. okay uh, something you do um, instead of a run to relax and stuff oh chase my boys around okay spending time with the family spending then. time yep. with the family yeah yeah okay. love that not relaxing but, but, I, but, I, I, but don't get, I don't get time for relaxing though <laughs> what's your uh, favorite current pair of trainers uh, Sorconi ISOs I've been in them for well, they were ISOs. I forget the name of them now. They've morphed into the latest generation, but they went up from the 9s, 11s, 13s, 15s, 16s, and now they've gone on. I've, I've stuck with the same running trainer for the last, or well, brand for the last 10 years. Okay, so when it, it works, works, it works. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Okay. Uh, trail or road? Road, I'd love to do more trail running, but road, promenade, promenade running. Promenade there you running, go. Yeah. yeah. Coffee or tea? tea man tea I, do, I do love a coffee but sitting at home I must go through a dozen cups of tea a day yep. so yeah yep. okay a book or a film that you could recommend uh, listeners to read or watch um, great film we watched recently it was called Green Book um, really good film uh, based on a true story in America about um, back in the 60s I love films based on true stories mm -hmm. um, it just for me I buy into the story a whole lot more um, and then from the book side of things I'm currently running reading Ronnie O'Sullivan's autobiography from 2015 called Running okay. um, I played a lot of snooker when I was younger um, right. and so for Ronnie O'Sullivan absolute hero in the world of snooker amazing runner really? for the world yeah anyone, ah. like he's a 34 minute 10k'er something wow. like that he's rapid absolutely rapid um, very interesting yeah I, I, I had, didn't know that at all yep yeah, really interesting. I've learned something today. Well, okay. <laughs> good book then. Um, would you rather run into the wind or into the rain? Rain. Rain every time. Definitely. Hate the headwind. <laughs> oh, the headwind. Hate it. Uh, running in the cold or the heat? Cold for me. Although the heat normally means you're somewhere abroad, which is... <laughs> <laughs> it's good ideas of, of yeah, post-race yeah, post recovery. Mediterranean somewhere. <laughs> What's your favourite distance to race? Um, probably half marathon. Okay. Um, I've done Bournemouth half before. Ten k is normally I push myself sh quick to run quick. Half is a good distance because it doesn't. The training runs are uh, up to sort of ten, eleven miles. They're not the lung busting sort of eighteen, twenty four milers. So yeah, half marathon for good me. Medium, yeah, excellent. Uh, your favourite post race meal? Something, something you could eat after after let's say after a marathon. Best thing I've ever eaten, which sounds weird, is after London a, a juicy apple yep. and a chocolate biscuit. Wow, because just I was just, so simple. Yeah, 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 and it's it's for me that was a thing that I just found it amazing because I was I was having spent four hours running, um, but yeah, probably a bit more, probably a beer and a roast would be a good like recovery meal for afterwards. I do love that, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, you just go go home, get washed or whatever, and go out for a nice roast. Yeah, yeah. Put your run a hoodie on, then go for a roast. Yeah, brilliant. So. And have you got a favourite beer or ale you like to drink? Um, I do like my Belgian beers. Okay. Um, so not one in particular. I quite like trying different different uh, beers and stuff like that. So okay. yeah. So beer, beer generally. Yes, <laughs> yes. Whatever it yeah, is. can't yeah. go wrong with beer. And as I ask uh, all my guests always, obviously this the point of this podcast is kind of sharing people in Portsmouth's running stories and stuff, and 
because I feel really passionate about, about running myself and I think that the city's got so many runners with so many interesting tales to tell and so many crossovers and everyone knows everyone. What would you like to add about the running community in Portsmouth and any, anything in particular, any words you want to add to, to the runners in Portsmouth? I think <coughs> through both through my own running and through runner is you, you get to realise how many people in the city run. Some just go off on their own and do their own thing. Others are part of clubs. We've got Baffins Fit Club, Portsmouth Joggers, more clubs in the local areas. Um, and it's a great place. As I say, we've got great seafronts run along. We've got the trails not far away. There's a great loop around the island. It's it's inspiring to see the people that run as well. And I think it's, you often, you might chat to, I've got friends that don't run. And I, I say to them, why not? Like, you just need some pair of trainers, go and kick yourself out down at the local um, running shop. Um, it's a great activity to take part in. And I think that you just you just take inspiration from those that run. It's, it's, it's great. To, to see what they're up to and those that are signing up to events and, and, and helping out events through marshalling and local event organisers. I know you have Rob on here recently who does a marathon and a half marathon in Portsmouth. It's um, the, the South's got a lot going on for it with events yeah. and um, running clubs and, and people that are taking part in stuff. So it's a great, great environment to be uh, sort of working and, and running in. Such a rich kind of positive community. I love it. I think it's yeah. great. Yes. And obviously you being a big part of it now and uh, with the, the runner clothing brand, it's great to have you guys in town and local and see you about and stuff. And I think you're doing fantastic things. Thank you. Uh, with, with your company and wish you all the best and, and good luck with it in the future. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Dan. Thank you, Craig. Take care, soon.